Hi, my name's Annabelle Cox and welcome to this episode of Abortion Chats podcast where we talk about the icky, the not so nice and we're here to give you some great advice. So listen along throughout this season as we have some great guests come onto the show with some very contrasting opinions and experiences with abortion. So whether you've never had an abortion before, you have or you don't even know what an abortion is, get comfortable Get a cup of tea and listen along in this judgment-free zone. We're so excited you're here. Hey everyone, as you just heard, my name's Annabelle and welcome to this first episode of Abortion Chats podcast. So a little bit about me. I am a student at QT. I'm in my final year and I am super, super passionate about talking, talking about the hard subjects to talk about, talking about the things that no one wants to talk about and really just opening up with people and finding the truth of life. And I think that abortion is something that should be spoken about without shame, without any awkwardness. And I really want to open up about everything. And something that I'm also super passionate about is improving our school's sex ed systems. And in Australia, and I know for a lot of places all over the world, sex ed in schools is so undervalued and I think that's probably because it is such a hard thing to talk about. So throughout the interviews that I'm planning on doing throughout this season you'll hear me asking kind of a lot of the same questions to all of the interviewees and one of them is about their experience with sex ed in their schools and how they think that that affected their outcomes because a lot of them, well, not a lot of them, all three of them ended up uh, with unplanned, unexpected pregnancies. And that happens to so, so many people and so many women in today's society. I have read so many statistics that are so troubling and so, so many of them could have been, so many unexpected pregnancies could have been averted so many lives have been could have been changed if only it was for education surrounding contraceptives and surrounding so many different aspects of life I think really we just need to have a class in high school called life skills or called just how to do life and how to do life as a teenager because being a young adult and being a teenager can be so 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 difficult in today's society we live in a world that's over-sexualized and there's so much pressure to succeed and have a social life and do co-curriculars and do well in school and for a teenager with someone who's battling everything on top of social media and on top of always having to look perfect it's a big 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 load so I am really excited to get to know people's different experiences different um, education backgrounds different backgrounds in general, family, family history, family, you know, dynamics. It's going to be a really interesting mix of people that we're talking with. Something that I'm really, really passionate about is just talking and talking about the conversations that might be hard, the conversations that might be awkward, the conversations that no one really wants to have. And I think there are so many topics like that in our world and they're just pushed to the side because they're hard conversations to have. And I think that's another reason that sex ed is just so 
pushed to the side in our world because it's a hard conversation to have. But we need to stop shying away from conversations just because they're hard, because the hard conversations are often the ones that we really, really need to have. And we can't keep just moving away from these topics because they're awkward. And awkwardness is honestly one of my least favorite things in this whole world. And I Sometimes I say to people, awkward just isn't a word in my vocabulary and I don't, I don't believe awkwardness has to exist if we don't want it to and we just make ourselves awkward and I know that it's easier said than done to not be awkward but it's just something that we do to ourselves and I don't know if it's human nature or if it's just something that's been ingrained, ingrained into us throughout the generations is no, don't say that, that's that's a weird conversation to have. You shouldn't, you shouldn't talk to that person about that. It just is so ongoing. So I really just want us to live in a world where conversation and deep conversation and hard conversations, conversation is encouraged. And I mean, personally, I come from a really small town and I know that it's quite conservative. And whenever I go back home and I try and start these conversations that people might find awkward or hard to have I get shut down so quickly and so I just keep doing it I just keep having the conversations and I just keep starting the conversations because it makes people uncomfortable and when people are uncomfortable they tend to do something about that so I really want something to be done about this and I really want to be someone who changes what they are not comfortable with and I'm not comfortable with living in a society where we shy away from topics so that's something that I'm trying to change so next time you are having a conversation with someone you're like oh this is a bit awkward I don't really want to keep having this conversation challenge yourself and challenge the person that you're having the conversation with to really just keep pushing through and having the conversation and even if it's just in your mind say that one more sentence, say that thing that you want to say even if it's going to be a disagreement because being different is so much better than fitting in and having an opinion is so much better than just agreeing with everyone else even if it's hard in the moment it's so valuable and I think a lot of the time our thought process can be just eliminated by social media and just following everyone else and that's a whole nother conversation on its own but I think I would just encourage you to think for yourself and think about the awkward conversation that you may or may not want to have um but let's just get straight into it I'm so excited to talk to Angus here today let's see what he has to say hi Angus thanks for coming in today I'm really glad that you're here for this perspective that we don't often get in our society so tell me about yourself um so I'm 22 I uh now work at a cafe um as a chef or an apprentice chef and um my hobbies include fishing (laughs) (laughs) There you go. So you had an abortion experience how long ago? Mm, About two years ago. Two years ago now. So were you in high school, about to, were you out of high school? Yes, out of high school um, at uni um, and I was with my girlfriend. We actually got together in high school. Yeah. Um, So we were together about um, four or five years. Mm -hmm. So good. And um, did you last for long after your abortion experience? What happened there? No, so after the abortion experience, um, things kind of got really toxic. There were a lot of fights, a lot of tension, and um, I'm not sure if it kind of... It, it feels like it was because 
of that um, and we just couldn't really come back to to where we were um, before it happened. Yeah, of course, and it can be a really traumatic event for anyone. Mm. Do you think it impacted your mental health very much? Mm, incredibly so. Um, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's something that I feel like I should have some sort of control or say in, but didn't, and I, I feel like it just kind of, the fact that my say wasn't important really kind of messed, messed me up a, a, a little bit. Um, right. So when you found out your girlfriend was pregnant, was her initial reaction that she wanted to have an abortion? Um, it was, yeah. Um, but then as we talked through it, um, I kind of felt like there was more of an open conversation, especially on my end. Mm -hmm. Um, but towards the end of it, there was nothing that I could have said or done that would have made her change her mind. Right. Okay. So you were really, really passionate about keeping the baby. Mm -hmm. What do you think was the motive behind that? Were you a Christian? Are you religious? Mm. Um, I, I wasn't as religious or Christian, um, but I, I always believed that, like, you know, once, once there's a baby, like, there is life, um, and I'm not for ending life, especially innocent life that doesn't have a say, mm. um, which is kind of funny because it's, it's kind of the same as, like, me not having a say. <laughs> yeah, okay, In a yeah. Sense. Yeah, and so... You said you were religious before we started yeah, recording. Christian, Do you think that's yeah. happened since since the abortion or as a result of? Or I think, think it's yeah, just... I think I got stronger in my faith after it. Um, and whether that's more of like just where my morals lie and, and to, to be more around people that, that are like-minded. Right. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely found more faith afterwards. Right, of course. And it can be such a traumatising experience. Do you think there was um, a key traumatising part of the whole ordeal? Because I know that it's a really long process from finding out that you're pregnant to see if you qualify still for an abortion. Mm. What, was there a moment that was just you replayed in your mind? I think the, the hardest part of it was um, almost the... I don't want to say like abuse, but it, it's kind of like the, the negativity that I got from her um, or if I kind of said how I felt or, or, or my say, um, I felt very attacked, right. um, not heard. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, yeah, the hardest bit was the, the retaliation or just even afterwards, like whether it was a sense of guilt or, or whatever, but it was just, I always felt like I was doing something wrong. Mm, yeah. But just by being open and, and, and saying what I think. So I think that was the hardest, that was the hardest thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think in our world, I've said, I've said this so many times, but men just don't get a say a lot of the time. And it's kind of just if you aren't, if it's not your body, you just don't have a say. But mm. it takes two to make a baby, right? Mm. So mm. I totally agree with you that especially in a relationship situation, the men, if you really want the baby there, there should be some consideration mm. there. Mm. Well, it takes two to tango. Yeah, um, that's right. And, you know, like, I understand, like, it is a woman's body, but, um, like I said, like, when, like, a baby is formed, it's, it's two people that, that, that have created one. Um, yeah. And, you know, whether it's your body or not, like, if you're not willing to have a baby, like, maybe don't. 
you know, either use protection or don't do it. You know, like now yeah. I'm a Christian, you know, like I won't until marriage. But it's yeah. just like if you're willing to to do that, then I think it's a 50-50 say. Yeah, you've got to reap the consequences. Correct, yeah. yeah. Um, so in high school, did you have any sex ed? Yeah, we had a little bit. Um, the earliest I can remember was kind of like year seven. Um, and then from there, I don't know whether there was much, much more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to my memory, it wasn't high school then. It was kind of like mid-school. Right. Um, was it very detailed? Did they tell you? Was it? Quite detailed, but you can imagine most 12-year-olds, like, they just have a laugh about it all. Yeah. Like, it's all quite funny. Um, and then you get into high school and, you know, there's a lot of parties and drinking and, and experimenting and, and all that kind of stuff. So I can't imagine that any sex ed really would have made too much of a difference right okay yeah that's that's very fair enough I think yeah with the experimenting and partying it often may not make an interim difference but just having the knowledge of what to do if you fall pregnant where to go at least you have that knowledge it may not stop any any initial action but you know prevention is better than cure and even if you can't prevent everything there's still a known cure because mm. I I know for me I had very little valuable sex that they kind of just read the mechanics of it yeah. to us in year nine biology but I really think that if our schools made contracept like made it aware of where to get contraceptives and it was actually valuable information mm. to schools as well then mm. a lot of people's outcomes would be different of course mm. preaching abstinence to teenagers is not effective mm. Mm. so Everyone knows that teenagers are going to have sex and drink, so just making sure they're doing that safely. Yeah, I think um, a big thing as well would just be, like, the consequences, obviously, of the future of 18, 20 years, of Mm -hmm. how much it would cost to take care of a baby. Like, and I know, like, teenagers are pretty stubborn, but when you you think about the actual cost of how much it it costs to have a child and put them through school and clothes and everything, um, like, thinking long-term... It's pretty that should scare a 16-year-old. Yeah, that should scare a 16-year-old. And 20-year-olds, really. <laughs> yes, um, still scares me. In this day me. and age. But, yeah, society, society makes it so normal for, for these kinds of things to happen. And everyone's got access to everything on, on Google. So people don't feel like they want to be educated as much. But it definitely should be taught more. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially just, you know, like when you do want to have kids, you want to give them the best life that you possibly can. Yeah. So totally. if you're not really thinking about the future, then... Are you really doing Are that? Are you really doing that? Yeah. Um, so I know that you were not in favour of your girlfriend having an abortion, but did you still support her through the procedure? Did yeah. you go with her to appointments and yeah. all of that kind of thing? Yep. Yeah, I still, you know, bit the bullet, um, as you might say, but, um, you know, I, I, I'd always support her no matter what, um, whether I agreed with the decision or not. Mm. Um, especially considering, like, you know, I also had a part to play. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely was there to support her. Um, and I guess that's why it made it so hard as well when there was um, the more negative impacts afterwards was mm. because, like, although, like, even though we went through with her decision against my own, mm. um, you know, the abuse and things that came out of it afterwards was, like, you know, it just, yeah. just didn't make sense. So I've still got two interviews to go with two girls and something that I'm planning on asking um, that I've read a lot about is, did you have any experience with 
um, any pro-life campaigns in or around the um, termination clinics? Um, no, um, but my sister um, witnessed, I think there was like anti-abortion people mm. outside of uh, the abortion clinic. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even though I don't agree with abortion, I don't agree with people abusing poor girls coming out of there. Yeah. Um, straight after they've had like an operation like that as well. Um, there's a time and a place and a way yeah. to be able to do it. Um, and yeah, getting in people's faces and really demeaning people is, is definitely not the answer. Not, not the answer. Totally agree. Change. Totally agree. And since you've had this experience, obviously you've grown up and that would have played a big part in your maturing and you just, as soon as that line goes pink, sometimes that's just a whack in the face and you're grown up no matter how old you are. So do you think that much wisdom has come from this? Have you shared any advice with anyone coming to you seeking abortion advice? Yeah, sure. Number one, just don't have sex. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But honestly, like I I feel like, um, like the, what I tell people is, you know, if you, if you, if you're going to have sex and you're going to do it, like be prepared for the consequences of action, um, but at the same token too, like don't use something like that so lightly. Um, I think to my female friends as well is, you know, basically saying like, or my point of view, it's, yes, it's your body, but it's also a joint decision. Yeah. Um, and yeah, basically the rest of my advice is it costs you a lot of money um, <laughs> yeah, and a lot of headache and potentially relations and... Um, you, you never know um, the, the negative impacts yeah. from it moving forward. So the best bet is to make sure you're ready yeah. um, if you're going to do it and then, yeah. Yeah, so many relationships can be broken down, not just romantic um, from, from abortion, but also families and it can take such a toll on people and families and just relationships in general because everyone's going to have a say of what you should do, right? But... You're not going to be able to please everyone. So just staying safe is, is just an option. And I think, I think that our world is so sexual for such young teenagers and such young kids that it's hard to escape. Mm. They don't know any different. Mm. Yeah, it's really terrifying. It's getting younger and it's the way of society, which can be kind of scary. But um, yeah. my one advice is like if, you're going to spend time doing that, like just spend time reading about it. (laughs) Yeah, research, research, research. I know that anyone facing any type of pregnancy or sex or anything for the first time, Google is everyone's best friend. And there's so much... Also be careful what you read. Yeah, but there's so much out there that sometimes the things you read, you just can't trust. You don't know if it's true. You don't know who it's from. It's it's a scary world, Mm. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you so much for coming in and sharing your perspective. Um, I'm so glad that we do have a male perspective and I was really, really keen to have a male perspective on this uh, first season of the podcast because I too think that it's, it's a really important thing for females to um, take into consideration, obviously. Um, our world just puts so much no uterus, no opinion kind of stress yep. on everyone, but I really value your your say and your, your experience. So thank you so much. No worries. Thanks for having us. That brings the first episode of this podcast to an end. We thank you so much, Angus, for coming in today and sacrificing your time. 
you are so enlightened and your opinion is so valued on this show. So I'm so excited to announce that we have two girls coming up in the next two episodes with really contrasting stories about their abortion process. So keep an eye out on our Instagram at Abortion Chats Podcast and keep an ear out for our next podcast and be sure to tune in. It's going to be a great one. Have a great day and a great week and make sure you make someone smile today. Bye.